BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and Happy Thursday. Hope everybody's having an amazing, gorgeous, beautiful, stunning, and smart and wickedly talented day thus far. I am. Are you? I am. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be. I'm a little, dare I say, jealous because Turdy Lou is in my house and not my apartment here in New York. She's in my house in Florida, in my studio, body swapping with me. I forgot how much, you know, time, effort, energy we put into your Florida studio. It's such a a peaceful place. It's an oasis. You can do your best work in here. It's Mm -hmm. great lighting. It's good temperature. I really, I'm loving it here. I'm happy to be at your house. Of course, I wish you were here. But, you know, yesterday afternoon, me and Ben just got the itch. We were like, we got to get down to Florida. We haven't seen them kids in an eternity. And you know what? It was a treacherous journey, but we got here. I'm really excited for you that you're there. I really am jealous. Like, it, it sounds really nice to be in Florida right now, in the houses, in my okay, house. Okay, but it's so hot. It's so hot. Are you going to swim and stuff? What are you going to do? Yeah, of course. I got to get this episode over with, and then my suit is on for the rest of the day. Suit equals on. I'm taking Kayla to the pool. We're throwing down. We're playing games. We're splashing around. Are you going to go in my pool? No. I guess not. I feel like your pool probably hasn't been like cleaned in a few months. No, no. They, I actually, they still come. Oh, okay. It, what's the temperature? I think it's hot because it's so hot. Yeah. I think all pools in Florida are really hot right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll figure it out. The ocean off the coast of Florida temperature is about I saw that. 100 degrees. I saw 101 degrees. Which is so crazy. Like that's the temperature of a jacuzzi. Of a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> No, that sounds m- literally miserable. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll just stay inside today. We'll see. We'll see what the day brings. You know, I do want to play pickleball. I brought my pickleball outfit. Coolio. I have some I pickleball cute- here in my garage if you need to borrow. Oh, I'm going to need to borrow like your rackets and stuff. But I got a really cute like tennis dress and set with like a skirt from Spanx that I'm really looking forward to trying on. And you need to make sure Olivia takes out the gift that I gave her for her birthday because it was like a pickleball-themed yes. gift, and you need to make yes. sure that wench is using it properly. Yes, ma'am. Will do. Thank I'm you very it. much. Aye, aye, Captain. Thank you. So we've got a great show today. It's Thursday. We've got stories. We've got, you know, transatlantic podcasting, which we haven't done in so long. I can't believe we used to do, like, the podcast like this. So far away, so far removed from one another every single day. I know. Now I'm missing it. 
It's nice. I mean, I definitely like enjoy your setup over here. It's really peaceful. It's so quiet. I mean, nobody's in your house, so it's like ideal podcasting opportunity. I don't know if it's always like this, but it's so far I'm enjoying myself. Theo's outside in your backyard running around. Living life. I got the motion sensor alert that there was motion. Oh, did, did you see me in one of your cameras? I gave you a, a, a chucked a deuce and <laughs> gave a kissy face. Not yet, but I'll go back and watch. Yeah, I wanted, you know, I wanted to leave a moment for you on your phone. Are you going to take my car? Oh, me and Ben were talking about that yesterday because, you know, the Shapiros have one car and I figure for however long we're here, we probably will need a second car at some point. And you have, you know, your mom car and then you have your Tesla. And when the Shapiros ever need to borrow a car from you, they always take the Tesla. But me and Ben were saying how much we love your mom car. It's like the easiest car to drive. It's smooth. And a Tesla is um, like a different mode of driving it's not like how we all learn to drive where like the car will move if your foot is not on the brake it's kind of like a go-kart it's just go and stop go and yeah stop. you would need Shapiro knows how to drive the Tesla so he would just have to brief you it's not very difficult you would figure it out quickly but you would just need like a quick tutorial no I like the mom car take it it's a nice vehicle enjoy it that's Zach's car oh Zach is the mom car yeah I'm glad someone well, likes it I like Zach's car. It's so um, spacious. The inside is very luxurious. It is. And I feel like people respect me on the road because they're like, oh, she's a mom. She means business. Little do they know, she's not a mom. She's just the number one auntie. She's Common misconception. Auntie. Well, she's Theo's mom. She's also not just an auntie, you know? She's more than that. What is she? She's a lover, a fighter. A caregiver. You a need podcaster, a bumper sticker that says that. Author, New York Times. Um, yeah, I'll have that. I'll, I'll get to work. Yeah, so everyone can know. Everyone know what's good. Who they're on the road with. Right, that she means business. <laughs> um, so what's with you? Like, I really didn't talk to you yesterday because I was just so busy, like, you know, flying transatlantically. What is new with me? Oh, I had a really busy day yesterday because I had a doctor's appointment and then we recorded the Redheads. So mm -hmm. it was just busy, busy, busy. And then I was so tired and exhausted and broken. You know, you know how that goes no. when you're so pregnant and your back is going to break in half? No, I see. I don't know how that goes, but I have so much respect and sympathy because like I know what I feel like after a long day and I'm just like an out of shape, you know, regular girl. I'm not creating life. I'm not, you know, there's not a basketball under my stomach, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what it's like. And I, I really, I'm in awe of you every day. And I'm constantly thinking of you. Thank you. And our couch here is so uncomfortable. Like it it's the worst couch. So then in the evenings, like Harry's like sleeping in our room. So I only go into the bed, like when I'm going to read and go to sleep. So I have to spend, you know, an hour or two on the couch and it's just backbreaking. No, I don't know. So Jackie's obviously not in her house. She's in a, like a furnished rental. Whoever picked out that couch, we need to talk. It, first of all, no, I'm sorry. Let's start at the beginning. Whoever manufactured that couch, like yeah. jail, jail. It's like a couch that they would put in Guantanamo to get people to talk because like you lay on it for long enough. You're like, oh my God, I'll, I'll say anything. Yeah. Anything to get off this couch. Anything to get off this couch. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the couch and there's a few ways of configuring it and people mm -hmm. will be like, oh, uh, my friend has that couch. Like we always put the headrest up. I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> no, your friend has that couch. She wouldn't be my friend. Yeah, I wouldn't be visiting with her. 
No, I don't know her any, any longer. I miss my couch. Yeah, well, you can always come over to my apartment, which has the same couch as your house. Maybe I should go stay at your apartment. <gasps> While I'm gone. While you're gone. And by the way, I just had the housekeeper come. It's spick and span. I know. I just have too much stuff to, you know, obviously I'm not going to do that, but that's a nice idea. Unless you just wanted to take like a mommy retreat, like Harry and Zach can stay at the Guantanamo house and you can. <laughs> that doesn't can sound like any time off. I would just be sitting there like, what am I doing? Where's my angel? But you would just be laying like on my heated mattress and you could watch TV. I would feel read. weird laying in your bed. Why? I just changed the sheets. No, like, not, I haven't weird, even slept like, in them. not weird like that. Just like this is Turdy's lair. Oh, because that's where me and Ben have sex? No, I said not weird like that. that is that why? <laughs> Jackie, it's a natural part of matrimony. You're just going to have to get on board <laughs> I said not like that. It's just like, what am I doing in Turdy's lair without Turdy? Enjoying, relaxing, creating life. Is that I'm not fine an here and I like my bed here. I finally got my bed here to a really good place. Okay. okay, my God, Don't. no need to attack. You're attacking me, putting words in my mouth. Jackie, you know what? It's time you heard it. I have sex. <laughs> I am a married woman. It's okay. I don't know what to say to you. I didn't say anything of the sort. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Turdy has sex. Not my Turdy. My Turdy would never. That's okay. what you're thinking. No, that's not what I'm thinking. It's what she's thinking, you guys. It's not what I'm thinking. So, moving on. Sure. You want to stop thinking about it? (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. I'm trying to navigate this conversation and I can't. Because you're just so overwhelmed with images of me having sex in your brain. I'm on strike. (gasps) you're joining I'm joining well guess what I'm crossing the picket line to get your ass back here because we've got work to do we've got stories galore I don't know if I would say galore you wouldn't know no I wouldn't (laughs) know but like I was like on my phone all day yesterday and like I didn't get any crazy people magazine notifications except Sinead O'Connor passed away there's no crazy stories but they're good stories I feel good about them I feel good I don't feel I'm not dreading them love that not pulling teeth I think they're five solid citizens well, I'm ready to dive in if you are. Surely, Durley. Without further ado, here are the fast without five further Without further ado, <laughs> here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And when it comes with a lot of benefits, like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price that's created just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. I mean, how often are we saying here on The Toast, you know what's more personal than comedy? Food, poetry. Life is so personal. And insurance should be too, because you're unique, girly. You're different. You're not like other insurance holders. You require your own special plan. So think about it like this. What do your music playlists, podcast feeds, and social media scrolls have in common? They're all a reflection of you. So we all know my social media is full of ASMR, Taylor Swift theories, celebrity news, and that's me because I'm so different and not like other girls. And that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common too. It gives you options to help you personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about 
at an affordable price just for you. So you can see more of yourself and everything you love. I don't think today's sponsor could be more appropriate. I'm literally sitting in Jackie's insured house because she's a homeowner and I'm not, not to rub it in, but she, you know, has different needs than me because we're all so different. That's like the point I'm trying to make here. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's episode is brought to you by Earnin. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. As any money you access, plus tips, are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So if I needed something like Earnin, this is exactly what I would use because money sometimes isn't moving as fast as your dreams are, and Earnin provides the financial momentum that you need to keep moving forward. So you can download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Toast under podcast when you sign up. It'll help the Toast. Again, you just sign in under podcast, select Toast. It's subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financially trusted company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who th- say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. So again, download the Earnin app, E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. And when you download the Earnin app, type in Toast under podcast when you sign up. That's toast under podcast, subject available to your earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Thanks, Turdy. You're welcome. And thanks, Ermin. You're welcome. Our first story, Travis Kelsey says he tried to give Taylor Swift his number at the Eras tour, but ended up disappointed. So Travis took to his podcast, New Heights, with his brethren, Jason, and shared that he went to the Taylor Swift concert this week, and he tried and failed to meet Taylord at one of her stops on the Eras tour. He said apparently the pop star keeps a tight lock on the tour's backstage area and made no exception for him. He said, quote, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. She admitted to being a little, he admitted to being a little butthurt that he wasn't able to execute his plan to deliver a personalized bracelet to Swift. He said, I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. The bracelet that he made for her apparently had his number on it, his phone number. And And Jason Kelsey being the pee that he is. Thought that Travis made him made her like a friendship bracelet with his football jersey number on it. Yeah. And he was like, no, my cell phone number. Yeah. So he's trying to woo our girl. And I, just, I don't I, know if she knew. I think she has probably has like a totally closed door policy period, like makes no exceptions. I've seen pictures like the lawnmower oh, saw true. her like very few but people. But they were Kelly and stage. Miles Teller. Kelly okay. and Miles Teller. Yeah, you're right, actually. It's very, she's very selective. Like, of course, she can't be hobnobbing and, like, drinking and, you know, socializing. She has only so much energy. Now, I have a few things to say. Would I ship these two in a heartbeat? Absolutely. Am I ready for Taylor to, da- to date, like, this all-American big old football? Yes, I'm so here for it. Having said all of that, 
ever since the Super Bowl, I feel like I said this in the weeks after the Super Bowl, and it's still kind of reigning true. Travis Kelsey is a little thirsty. Just a little. Yeah, he is. As much as if Taylor came out, you know, tomorrow and said, I'm with Travis Kelsey, deal with it, I would be obsessed. But if you're asking me, like, if I would put the two of them together, I actually would not. I do not think that they're a match. I think that they're so different. I can't um, see her with him or him with her. Again, if they could overcome their differences and be together, I would support it wholeheartedly. But if I'm playing Raven Simone, I just don't see a future for these two. No, and you are playing Raven Simone, so I'm so glad you brought that up. However, I do think that these two should definitely explore each other's bodies. Like, I think that would be an exciting afternoon for them. But on a relationship level, I agree. I don't think they're compatible. I think they'd both be disappointed in the other. Yeah. And I don't think it's actually a good match. Having said that, if they fell in love, I'd be so here for it. But mostly because, like, Travis's image and, like, what we know about him, like, I'm, I'm really, I feel like she's always dating, like, British, like, skinny boys. No, it's not even about looks. Like, she likes a serious guy. She's a serious girl. She's an artist. She likes a fellow yeah. artist. She likes someone with depth. And Travis is is silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. Why? I think that's a good thing. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying one's better than the other. Travis is like a jokester. I just don't see know, them, like, intellectually vibing. I think that's really important to Taylor. But maybe, I mean, it hasn't worked out thus far with her, you know, deep artist boyfriends. Maybe somebody like light and silly is exactly what she needs. Like she kind of has like such a serious life. Everything she does, she like puts all of her effort into and she takes everything in her career really seriously. So maybe nice to come home to like a little bit of a clown. Yeah. Do you, she's never dated an athlete, has she? No, she's never had an athlete era. And she's like playing all these stadiums. Like it's bound to happen. Okay, well, maybe she'll see this story. She'll probably write him off. Just because it's thirsty to then, like, go on his podcast and talk about it, you know? But he didn't say anything. I don't think so. I actually no, don't think so. he didn't say anything bad. He didn't say anything bad. I don't think it's thirsty that he went on his po- his podcast to talk about it with his mm-hmm. brother. I think it's cute. I, I think it's a little thirsty. But you go on your podcast to talk about stuff with your sister all the time. No. And I'm admittedly an extremely thirsty person. But I still think Taylor should give you the time of day. Honestly? As much as I want her to, like, would it be in her best interest? I don't know. Trudy, don't don't negative self-talk. You'd be a great friend to Taylor. Also, I watched, like, a bunch of that episode because they were talking about Taylor. And they also did, uh, like, a whole conversation on Madden rankings. Do you know what that is? No. It took me, like, a really long time to figure it out. But Ben helped me. So Madden is like the the game. Uh, the game. It's like a f- video game, and it comes out every year for the NFL and a bunch of different sports. And every year, they the players get ranked out of a hundred. They get a score, and so they were going over their individual scores out of a hundred on the podcast. Jason, uh, no, Travis Kelsey got out of a hundred ninety nine. Wow. Jason got a ninety two. Okay. And then I was just, like, looking up everybody else's numbers. Like, I thought it was so interesting, you know? Yeah, that is interesting. And it's funny that they're talking about it publicly. Like, I'm sure all the players look at their scores. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk posted. He was like, mine should have been higher. That's really funny. Yeah, I think it's, like, a cute little thing that, like, little football girlies do. Well, hopefully that will impress Taylor. Maybe she plays Madden in her spare time to to decompress. Maybe she plays Madden backstage after a show. Yeah. 
That's a good call. Well, she knows where to find him if this story reaches her and she looks at his face and wants to see it. Yeah, I mean, what could, it couldn't hurt, you know, to have one date, maybe one, you know, romp in the sack. Yeah, I just don't see it. No, I don't see it on a compatibility If they, like, sat either. down for drinks, what on God's green diddly-dally earth would they talk about? They've both hosted SNL, so they could start there. Where are the Kelseys from? Oh, Taylor is an Eagles fan. With my okay. Eagles t-shirt that doesn't help. by the door. Why? His brother plays for the Eagles. They could talk about. Like, he Taylor just beat a, the Eagles. But Taylor has like a knowledge of football. They could talk a little bit about that. They have both have a deep knowledge of stadiums. They could talk about their favorite stadiums in the country. This sounds like a horrible it's date. It sounds like it's a thin. horrible date. It's thin. We talked about our favorite stadiums. Do you see her writing a lyric about that? I don't. She, that bitch could write a, a lyric about anything, girl. Yeah. Like, she, and she'd find a way to make it stunning and poetic. Yeah. So good luck, Travis. Keep up the good. Keep up your efforts, but don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Our next story: Ariana Grande's boyfriend Ethan Slater files for divorce from his wife Lily J. Yikes. The SpongeBob musical live on stage star filed for divorce from his wife in New York Wednesday, according to legal documents obtained by Page Six. The official reason for the split was unclear, though, in the documents. This most recent development comes nearly a week after his relationship with Ari became public. Wow, this is really adding insult to injury, like that he was the one to file. Yeah, and this makes it much more... Real. real I feel like you could always say we don't have proof there's that one picture right. of them at a cast dinner right it doesn't really mean that much it could be speculative like you could argue but Ethan it's not too late to stop the papers like what are you doing I mean I think it's too late to stop the papers on her behalf she's like fuck this I don't know if, if Ethan came home this like now it's just like a, a week or two of pain like I think they could get through it no, I would never want to be with someone like that. Like who, you know, he's not going to give up his career. This is what he does to make a living. So he's so easily swept up in like the Hollywood. You're on a, your first movie, dude. Like be in, like your one-year-old is not even enough to keep you on the straight and narrow. I would never. Like to me, it's such a, yeah, people make mistakes, but it's such so indicative of a lack of integrity and like a character flaw. I would never. I agree, and if I ever could, it would be incredibly hard. But, like, for the sake of a one-year-old, they're also high school sweethearts. Like, the roots run deep here. It's so terrible, and I'm really curious. I don't know if it means anything. I've been told that it doesn't, like, for who, who, who files, but why him? I don't know. Because he's running away with Ari? Maybe Ari was, like, get divorced. No, and Ari literally in a week is going to be like, I never said that. Go home. <laughs> Literally, Ethan, stop. No, I am hating this whole story. It's making me hate everyone involved. Like, I'm really not genuinely, I really try not to be a judgmental person. I, you know, people make mistakes. I'm like very understanding of that. And I just try to, not to judge other people's life choices, but it's literally impossible for me not to judge, honestly, both of them. His poor judgment in, in sacrificing his family, his shalom bite, and her for choosing him. Like, what? No, also... Sometimes when people act wrong in relationships, like we always say, you know, if, if they stay together forever, like it would be okay. It'll that be would, worth it. You know, it would make it worth it. Like it's true love. Yep. Even if these two were to grow yep. old together, 
never look at another person in their entire lives, I would still think it's wrong. No, and of course, nothing in life is certain and nothing is guaranteed. But we know for certain that these two will not be together forever. They won't even be together for another month. No, I know that. But I'm saying even if they were to be right. together, even if she marries him, they go to the London courthouse and they get married next week. Like, it doesn't change anything. Agreed. It's really, you know, this is a strong word, but it's despicable. Mm-hmm. And I'm judging hard. Yeah. Yeah. And if any, you know, divorce attorneys want to sound off in the comments, like, what does him filing mean? Does that give him an advantage? Does it give her an advantage? Like, let me know. Yeah. Maybe he wants out. Like, maybe he doesn't want to be an adulterer. Right. Or is he just, like, running away from his family? Yeah. Like, he fell in love with another woman and he wants his freedom. This is humiliating for this man. Like, I hate this man. Yeah. I don't know if I can see the movie. It's giving tainted energy. I don't know if I can support the project. I know. We have to, you know, as consumers. Consciously that's consume. That's our power. Yeah, that's, that's our power. That's our power. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Some surprising news as Selena Gomez is celebrating her mm. kidney donor's birthday, Francia Reza, amid the rumored feud. So, so Selena posted on Instagram for uh, Francia Reza's 35th birthday. She said, happiest of birthdays to this special human being. No matter where life takes us, I love you. Uh, as we all know, Francia donated a kidney to Selena and then the terms of their friendship seem to wane, ebb and flow. And up until this morning, Francia was not even following Selena on Instagram, but Selena was following Francia. Yeah. The, 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 the things that I have read and heard is that, and also, did you watch a documentary when Francia was talking about donating the kidney? In Selena's documentary? Yeah. She, she wasn't in Selena's documentary. I'm sorry. It wasn't that documentary. It was something. She talked about the experience. And she basically said, like, Selena found out that Francia was a match before Francia found out. So Selena brought the news to her and Francia was like, I felt like I had no choice. It wasn't this, like, you know, kumbaya, gorgeous moment, hallelujah. It was, like, fraught with peril. And then the two slowly, like, distanced themselves from one another and stopped following liking each other's photos, whatever, and people started to notice. And the rumor was that, like, Francia was mad that, like, Selena hadn't changed, you know, her lifestyle choices with this new kidney and, like, wasn't properly taking care of it. And then, like, Francia was, like, done with her. I Now, I think this post disproved that for a lot of people, even though it's weird that she made that post when Francia wasn't following her on Instagram. Francia followed her, like, this morning, and she posted this yesterday. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. From yeah, top not, to bottom, it was, it's been weird since she gave her the kidney and then you stopped talking to your kidney donor who was once your friend. Like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. If I, I've heard the rumors that you've heard about why they stopped talking because Selena didn't change her behavior. I, and right. I, if I were her kidney donor, I'd be fucking pissed too. You take care of my kidney wench. Yeah. Uh, take care of my kidney wench. <laughs> so, like, but I, I feel I like Selena sh- has never acknowledged that there that there was beef between them, and like her kind of like delusionally posting for her birthday, like as if everything's hunky dory, isn't like it. It kind of jives with everything else that she does. Yeah, but so why would Francia refollow her this morning? I don't know. I think that 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 
signals that maybe they are on the mend. Yeah. I feel like this was Selena's way of kind of shutting everyone up because people are always talking about this, asking questions. And Francia has like liked stuff on social media that would point to like her being resentful. Like there's a lot there. People aren't making this up. So it felt like this was Selena's way of like appeasing everyone and being like, shut up. But I think it made people ask more questions, especially in the caption, you know, no matter where life takes us. It really sounds like something like you say to someone who you're not close with. Yeah, and that like life has taken us to other places. Other places, right. But regardless of those places, I love you. Which is a, a beautiful sentiment, and she should. You know, the and girl she, gave her her kidney. Right. This is a crazy, this is one of those things in pop culture that's like such a mystery and I would really truly genuinely love to know Mm -hmm. what the truth is like you know like when you die they're like you can know anything I'd be like what the hell happened between these two I'm so curious it's the weirdest saga and at first I would like had a feeling I'm like I feel like they're not friends anymore and then everyone else started to think that and then point out like Francia liking stuff and commenting stuff on social media and like more proof and I was like oh yeah it's real it's so odd also the photos from the carousel that she posted like do seem kind of dated. So it's not like they're mm-hmm. like hanging out yesterday. Actively. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely something that, uh, you know, we should think about. You know, keep an eye out for Selena and Francia. Yeah. And also the quote from her documentary where Selena said that Taylor was her only friend in the industry. That, yes, thank you. That is what um, I saw Francia comment on. Like somebody had made a graphic, like a Selena fan account, of the moment in her documentary where Selena said that Taylor's her only friend in the industry. And Francia commented being like, wow. I mean, wow. And then Selena commented on a post showing Francia's comment. And Selena like replied back like very harshly. Like, I didn't mean like, like defending herself, very defensive. And that was like a full confirmation for people that these two were deeply unwell. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, Taylor, always in the middle of stuff. Yeah. So maybe they have gotten back together and are seeing each other as friends once again. Because I think it has to be that. Otherwise, why would Selena, like, give more light to this situation? I feel like it was finally quieting down. Like, we all just moved on and we're like, they're not friends anymore. That's weird, but that happens, I guess. You know, I have a question that I'd like to ask our, you know, our audience. Has anybody here given or received any sort of organ? Okay. What is your relationship like with that person? Do you see and talk to them every day? Is it, you know, was it someone you knew or was, if it's just a donor from a list, like. No. That doesn't count. I'm talking about like somebody in your life who gave you, I, I can't relate to this relationship in any way, shape or form. So if anybody is given or receiving an organ to someone in their life who they knew or currently know, what is your relationship like with that person? I imagine it's good. I don't think they talk every day, but like. You know, birthdays, holidays, weddings, weddings, the big stuff like you're always included and you have a special place in my heart. You have a special place in my heart. Maybe that's what Selena was just trying to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, happy birthdays to this special human being, no matter where life takes us. I love you. That could mean like we're not friends whatsoever, but happy birthday. And I love you for the kidney. For the kidney. For the kidney. Definitely a unique situation. I'll say that. It is. It is a unique situation. <laughs> it's unlike any other story we've ever talked about on the toast. It's it's honestly 
one of the most mind-boggling stories. Like, <laughs> like this girl literally gave you her kidney, and you're gonna be mad at her. Like, somebody gives you your, their kidney, like they can literally run you over with a car. Like, they're like you can't be mad at them. Well, no, I think like Francia was mad at Selena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's only. And then I think Selena got I, mad at Francia for being mad at her. Yeah, and then they stopped being friends, and so Selena said that thing like, "I only have one friend in the industry," and then Francia was like, "Even though I hate you." Like, I still gave you a kidney. In defense of Selena, what she was, I think, saying at that time in her documentary really had nothing to do with Francia. And like, yes, Francia is completely in the industry. But there are about 10 people in the world who could relate to the level of fame that Selena Gomez has. And Taylor Swift happens to be her best friend. So I really don't think it was a slight at Francia. Francia, yeah, of course is famous. But Francia is not even close to the level of like the lack of privacy, all of the things that really only Taylor, Selena, and a handful other people of other people on the planet know what know what that's like. Yeah, but she definitely should be more you know conscious of her words when she's dealing with. Yeah, because then I'm like, okay, is Nicola a friend in the industry? Yes, no, but not. She's Nicola is the same as Francia, right? Right. Okay, and they're both levels b- beneath Taylor. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? No. You're not. It is our next story that's brought to you by eBay. Is that it per is. chance the one you're talking about? Perchance it is. Perchance. Today's episode of The Toast is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Jackie and I love to invest. You know, Jackie loves to invest, and Jackie also loves to motivate others to mm-hmm. invest. Mm-hmm. So whether it's purses, clothing, shoes, we are always making sure to shop smart with eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay authenticators are there verifying every detail of your purchase. So eBay authenticity guarantee protects buyers from fakes and gives them the assurance that they're getting the real deal. What is worse than spending time, money, energy, scouring the internet, finding your next investment, only to later find out that you have been scammed. You know, it's a wild west out here on the internet and we got to be smart. We got to be, you know, conscious consumers, as we were saying earlier. And eBay's out here trying to help the conscious consumer. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll never get faked over again. The service currently covers eligible items across sneakers, watches, handbags, jewelry, and streetwear. We feel more confident in ordering online knowing that an expert at eBay is authenticating our items. Any purchase backed by Authenticity Guarantee is sent to the authentication team who personally inspect the item, check it against the listing, and authenticate it. In a world full of fakes, it's time to get real with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thank you, Termsia. Termsia, you're welcome. Okay, our next story. Ter- Jackie, Termsia Raisa. <laughs> our next story is a little collab news. Ooh, 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 collab X. Not what you would think, though. Drake okay. is bringing Snapchat on tour using AR filter on the crowds. So just listen. Drake is joining forces with Snapchat to bring one of the social media platform's most popular filters with him on tour, and the results are quite the sight to see. So he recently started using a new feature on crowd shots at his show, like where they show the crowd and it goes up on the screen. But you know that AR filter from Snapchat where it looks like the person's crying? Yes. That's that's like their most popular filter. So now when he plays his song, Laugh Now, Cry Later... The screen shows audience members with the Snapchat lens on their face, like crying. That's very funny. I've, you know, 
Drake is kind of like making waves with this tour. Maybe it's only because it was just in New York and everyone I knew went. Um, and I guess he has this thing where he like throws, he asks people to like throw their bras on stage. Oh, I didn't see that. And I actually, we, we were talking on the Redheads yesterday because Dana went to the Drake show in New York two nights ago with Zach. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how like this tour is actually making no waves. Well, okay. And also, why I, is he doing two nights at Barclays and two nights at MSG? Like, what about, what could he do one night at MetLife? It's also yeah, kind of I, weird that, like, he isn't doing the stadium tour when, like, he's Drake. Yeah. I wonder why. That's actually And he's call. on tour with 21 Savage. Yeah. I think they could sell out MetLife. So why don't they? I wonder if you make more money. Touring is so interesting. Like, when you, to do, like, one stadium show... Like, the way I know that it works, okay, for, like, my level of touring is, like, you can play the Beacon Theater, like, four times and sell as many tickets as one time at Radio City. So you would think, oh, why don't I just do one time at Radio City? You do four shows at Beacon Theater, you'll make, like, triple, maybe more the money. So sometimes, like, for a lot of comedians who can do, like, one night at Radio City or one night and then at MSG, one night at MSG, it's an expensive you know, you you pay a lot of fees. So you could do one night at MSG or six nights at Radio City. Like you make way more money at the smaller venue doing it multiple times. So it could be a money thing. I don't know how it works for stadiums though. That's what, that was my guess because if he's doing four the, uh, arenas, right? right? That's what they are. Then he could probably sell out MetLife. And he's also like one right. of the biggest artists in the world. Like I think he could he sell it out. He definitely could. But um, it must be just about profits. Or it was about scheduling. Because, like, right now, post-COVID, this is, like, the first summer of arena tours where, like, Beyonce, Taylor, Ed Sheeran, Luke Combs, and Morgan Wallen are all playing arenas. So it's hard to get dates. Hmm. Like, everyone's competing. I mean, Taylor must have done it first because she booked every fucking American stadium weekend for the summer like literally she's been on tour since it's been nice out like what did the tour start may she was may to august what are there 40 stadiums in the country let's just say yeah and there's four touring artists going to stadiums five five yeah i guess no one was at MetLife this weekend you're definitely competing like for because then you also have to think about yeah okay so Taylor Swift played MetLife this weekend. Why can't Ed Sheeran play it the next one? Then you're also just competing for people's money. Like disposable income is only so, you know, it's not unlimited. So people are going to decide, oh, in this month, Beyonce and Taylor are coming to my town. Most people are going to be like, well, I'm going to go to one. Okay. It's also expensive. I'm I'm just guessing here. Just guessing. But anyways, uh, yeah, Drake did come to New York this week signaling to us that he's on tour. Yeah, and now I'm like hearing so much about it. What'd you hear? It just sounds like a great time. Everyone's throwing stuff on stage, but he asks people to do that. Not like in the way, you know, Kelsey yeah. Ballerini or Pink or uh, BB Rexa was. Right, right. Um, and I like this Snapchat partnership. I think that's so funny. Me too. Really cute. But I also think that that, the the filter that I'm thinking of is on TikTok. I'm sure it's really similar. Yeah. I, it's, it looks like to be the same where it's like that crying face. Wow. Yeah. It's cute. It's funny. Yeah. Drake is a funny guy. Yeah, you know? he is. And this is um, Ingenuity. And Drake's on a podcast. Did you see? I did see. Who, did we talk pod- about this on the toast? No, but what's, what is that podcast? It's like parody. Yeah, okay. So she is a TikToker. I've seen her on TikTok a bunch. Um, and she does like a lot of mom content, which I was so surprised that he went on. 
Um, especially because this is her third episode ever. What? But also the po- so I saw a clip from the podcast and it was so awkward and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Uh, shit. Right, right, right. I was like, is this girl okay? Like Drake just burned like her at the stake. And then yeah. I went to the show page. I was watching more clips and they're all kind of like that. It, that's and then her thing. I think I saw a comment like it's kind of like between two ferns where it's like yes. an unbelievable, not to be believed interview. Yes, she has like this character that she plays. It was really funny. I fell for it. Yeah, no, it's really, it's funny. It's just crazy that she launched a podcast and her third guest ever was Drake. I mean, her third episode ever. Was he just like a fan of her TikTok? He must be. He's like an internet user, you know? I feel yeah. like he, he probably like found her and just thought she was funny. That's Which is really so funny. crazy. Yeah. That's you love cool. to see Drake out here supporting women in podcasting. You do. And you know, the only other show I feel like he's went on even somewhat recently is that, um, what the fuck is it called? Caleb Presley. What's his show called? Ice Cream Sunday. I don't know it. That blonde hair guy with really, he has long blonde hair and he is, it's a barstool show. It's called Ice and Cream he, Sunday? Yeah. Does he have another he, show? He's like all over barstool. Okay. And he was also recently on Theo Vaughn. Who? Caleb. Caleb. I, I've no, heard of Caleb and like Luke did his show. Luke did a show and so if you watch his show it's very similar that he's like playing a character and he asks like weird questions and he makes it awkward so that's obviously like Drake's brand of humor yeah cool at least you know he's consistent I dig it I dig it are you ready for our fifth and final story yes Mattel executives are talking about their next Hollywood moves and establishing a Mattel universe So the new CEO of Mattel, who has a vision for turning the storied toy company into an IP-driven machine, is essentially creating a Mattel cinematic universe. Now with the immense success of Barbie, the path is clear for Mattel to make whatever they want, and they already have a ton of projects in the works with A-list partners attached. So they have dozens of children's toys and on their film slate, and now 14 Mattel properties are in active development, including Barney, which we did discuss a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. Polly Pocket, starring Lily Collins, and du- uh, directed by Lena Dunham. Directed by Lena Dunham, Thomas and Friends, American Girl, and many more. American Girl, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, starring Vin Diesel. I feel like they're on their way, and probably what they modeled it after is like Marvel. Yeah, that's see, like. Yep. They it's have all really these characters, smart. they and the characters already have stories, and they already have audiences, and now and then they're they'll just be like gonna, you know crossovers, like how Avengers Endgame had like four different franchises, and they'll have like Barbie, the Bratz dolls, you know, Polly Pocket, all go on on one adventure. Yeah, it's very smart. I'm surprised that like up until this point they hadn't done any films. Yeah, I think it will get a little tiresome not well yes but also a little confusing because I think Barbie was like the perfect movie to make for adults about a children's toy but like are all of these going to be for millennials like that's a little weird if we're all watching kids characters all the time yeah because Barbie was not for kids not that it was inappropriate in any way it was just kind of mature yeah and it was for adults like when it's a kid's movie. Who grew a, up playing Barbie. Yeah, when it's a kid's movie, it's like the kids go and, you know, and the parents go, but not childless no, it was for, people. It was for adults. It was for, like, millennials. Right, so, like, Polly Pocket starring Lily Collins. Like, who's that for? And also, I don't, like, Polly Pocket is obviously iconic. We've all heard of it. But I don't know if we all have this 
Barbie was really, you're right, perfect because Barbie was a, when it came out and ever since, a global, like it shifted the culture. Like it was this insane franchise. And I don't know if Polly Pocket had that impact. Yeah. I think American Girls are really good, even though they have been making American Girl movies. So like don't knock. Don't they made just, movies for American Girl Doll? Yeah. Kit. What? Kit Kittredge. Starring Anna Sophia Robb. Oh, yes. Anna Sophia. I love her. And it was a great movie. And I saw it as a kid. Hmm. But it, then it was obviously for kids. Yeah, that was for kids. But I'm just, I feel like the Barbie, the Barney one that we were talking about is like targeted yeah. for millennials. Like once in a while, well, it's, it's cute and nostalgic for millennials to like go back and watch their favorite characters as kids. But like 14 movies of kids toys. No. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, that doesn't, that's not good. That's not good. Well, I think they would consider Barbie a major success, so I don't think they've been deterred from their plan. I know, but I'm just saying to you, like, if we're playing yeah. Raven Simone, this is all sounds well and good. I just could get see it getting sticky when, like, I'm going to sit down to watch Polly Pocket. And, you know, that really begs the question, what about a Raven Simone film? Well, a lot of these films have studios and producers, but they don't have stars yet. So there is opportunity. Maybe Raven could play an American Girl doll. But I want Raven's mind. I want Raven producing one of these. Mm. She's she's a real um, talent. Hot Wheels is getting a movie directed oh by J.J. Abrams. Oh. But he's a good director. What did he do? Lost. Yeah, so it's like going to be psychological, Hot Wheels? But he he could do, like, he could do anything, whatever, you know? He's also Gracie he also Abrams' father. I think a lot of people don't know that. Star Wars and Star Trek. But the description oh, yeah. has the adaptation as grounded and gritty. The film will have characters, real characters that you can relate to that are three-dimensional, that have emotional journeys. Look at any J.J. Abrams movie. All of his movies have an incredible story and incredible characters. That was something that was important to him. Okay, I mean, it's literally toy cars. It's Everybody needs to calm down. Hot Wheels. This is what I'm saying. It's Hot Wheels. It's Hot Wheels. <laughs> No, it's a little serious. It's a little serious. And you and you know how they describe the Barney one, which if you missed that episode, they described it as an A24 type of surrealistic movie. Right. I remember that. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, but it was going to, I feel like it was going to have like a dark, like psychological thriller aspect Element. to it. Yeah. Unique. Unique. You know, much like everything else, we'll just have to wait and say. Yeah. But it is what it is. And those are the Fast Five. Those are the Fast Five. Certainly needed to know every single one of them. I think that you did. Yeah, 100%. I think you're better off for it. We've got one more episode tomorrow. And that's it. That's really all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Yep. Shall I lead us out, Jacqueline? Anything please, else you want to say? please lead us out. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Ayurveda, Castbox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast of the Five Star Review, about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for. Friday, Friday, you gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, get down.
Friday. Bye. Love ya. Bye.